Welcome back to the Entourage Podcast. Thanks for joining us in this early Christmas presents devotional series. Up next, you're going to be hearing from my sweet friend, Annette Rustin, as she takes a look at the life of Anna and uh, the details surrounding Anna encountering the presence of Jesus. Hi, my name is Annette Rustin, and I'm glad to be here with you today. I know Paige from a family connection. Our daughter is married to one of her brothers. And so that was our original connection. And then the Lord has just allowed me to be a part of some of the things that she's done in ministry through Hearts at Rest and other things that have touched my life. And I am just honored to be a part of the ministry that she is uh, birthing through the help of the Lord and the leading of him. So today we're going to look at Anna in Luke chapter 1 and see how she was affected by the presence of the Lord in her life. So in thinking about her character, I want to just talk for a minute about expectations. The word expectation is defined as a strong belief, anticipation, or hope that something will happen in the future. And as you'll see as Anna's story unfolds, she probably began life with much different expectations than what uh, turned out to be her reality. But uh, we will also see how she overcame those disappointments, and we can learn from that how we can, too, also... um, continue on when things don't look quite like we expect them to, and find the good and find the Lord in our lives. So who is Anna? Let's look at Luke chapter 1, verses 36 through 38. It says, I'm reading from the NIV. It says, there was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, not sure about that name, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them, that being Mary and Joseph, as they were holding baby Jesus in the temple, at that very moment, She gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. So who is Anna? We know that she is an old woman that was married and then widowed after just seven years. She was a lover of God and she was a prophetess. But life as she expected as a young Hebrew bride was very different than what her reality was. She experienced a personal, social, and economic tragedy when she lost her husband. She knew the joy of love and the anguish of deep loss. The Old Testament tells of life for a widow, and it tells us that they, most of them lived in poverty. They were the poorest of the poor. It tells us that in Isaiah 10, Verse 2, they usually had indebtedness to someone, usually uh, maybe whoever owned the land that their husband had lived on or had borrowed from to uh, plant his crops or to perform his craft. And often widows were placed with orphans 
and landless immigrants. Exodus 22, verses 21 and 22 tell us that. So in our scripture where we read that she stayed in the temple, she possibly literally actually lived in a room that they provided for her at the temple because she didn't have another place to go. We don't know that for certain from the scripture, but that would not have been unusual to happen in that day for a widow to live in the temple when she had no other provision. So Anna was known for her relationship with God. The scripture we read says she fasted and prayed. She lived a life full of praise. And she was known as a prophetess who spoke from her spirit of the revelations of God. So we see that her loss was a part of her story, but it not, did not confine or define her. When the business of her life changed, her business became keeping herself near the presence of God. The temple in the Bible time actually represented the presence of God. So for her to be in the temple constantly shows us that she continually sought the presence of the Lord. Oh, what God can do with our sorrows when we shift our failed expectations to expecting his presence instead. The words of the psalmist David were probably well known by Anna when he said, I've set the Lord always before me because he is my right hand and I will not be shaken. And I think if she proclaimed those things of the Lord, that his response to her, to Anna, would have been, Anna, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine, says the Lord. Isaiah 43.1. Anna knew God. The Jewish customs taught all of the Jewish people about God. And they would have known many of the Old Testament references. They knew scripture by heart. But that was knowing about God. She knew God on a personal level so that when she saw the baby Jesus in the arms of Mary, she saw with her eyes the redemption and the relationship that she already knew deep within her heart. And what did she do with that knowledge? She proclaimed the good news. The message version of Luke chapter 2 verse 38 says, at the very time Simeon was praying, she, Anna, showed up. She broke into an anthem of praise to God and talked about the child to all who were waiting expectantly for the freeing of Jerusalem. It was an ordinary day in the temple, business as usual, people coming and going to perform their own traditions or rituals or tasks that were on their minds requirements of following the Lord. But verse 31 tells us that Jesus was in plain sight for all of these people to see. They just did not realize the presence of the Lord. Anna, though, in verse 38, sees and breaks into a song of praise, an anthem, it says, proclaiming the salvation of the world. She talked about the child to all those who were waiting expectantly for the freeing of Jerusalem. 1 Corinthians 1.27 says, God chose 
things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise, and he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. So this widow woman, Anna, who was poorest of the poor, with no social standing or property or children, proclaimed the good news of the arrival of the Savior of the world, the long-expected Jesus. In the Bible, widowhood also stands for a metaphor of Israel's relationship with God. Lamentations 1.1 says Jerusalem is devastated because her husband has departed because of her unfaithfulness to him and her sin. But there's a promise of future salvation in Isaiah 54, verses 4 and 5. And the Prince of Peace came the first time through Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace to suffer and die for our sins but he will come again as a conquering king. It tells us that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7 through 10. Isaiah tells us the Spirit of God will rest on him and he will rule the earth with justice and equality. The church will be reunited with her husband, her resurrected and reigning husband, the king of the world, and he will wipe away every tear from her eyes, Revelations 21.4. So in reflection, I want us to consider who has been an Anna in your life, someone that's proclaimed the redemption of the Lord to you. And the second part of that thought would be who can you be an Anna for? Who can you proclaim the presence of God to? What heartaches, failures, or traumas in your own life still need redemption today? And what does it look like to seek the presence of the Lord in your own life? In Jeremiah 29, Verses 13 and 14, I'm reading from the NIV again. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. 